if you can dream it, we can help you create it. Welcome to the You Create Podcast, the show that teaches you how to take the power and flexibility of a StepCraft 3D CNC system and turn your ideas into reality. So let your ideas flow, because we want to know, what will you create? Welcome to episode seven of the You Create Podcast. My name is Eric and I'm your host and I want to thank you for being here this week. Uh, we've got a few things that I want to discuss with you based on some recent phone calls that I've had with uh, some customers that are interested in a CNC system. So before we get into that though, I wanted to take a moment to ask, uh, ask you if you really like what we're doing here on the podcast, if you would mind going to iTunes and giving us a a rating there. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. And also, uh, I'm looking for uh, feedback and questions and things like that. And the easiest way to do that is to go to the podcast website, youcreatepodcast.com, and you could click on leave a comment uh, for any of the episodes. And they come to me directly. I will be sure to get an answer back to you right away and or discuss it on the next episode. So I would appreciate it. And uh, if you could do that, that would be that would be awesome. So this week, uh, I had a couple calls this week that kind of brought up some things I wanted to talk about. One of the things that is uh, unique about the StepCraft product that, that we resell here is its ability to interchange heads so you can do a wide variety of tasks with one machine. And there, I, there are some other machines out there that I've seen that had maybe one or two different attachments. But on a StepCraft machine, we, we can go from milling to um, we have a drag knife, foam cutter. Uh, we have a 3D printer, uh, engraver, plotting pen. We have a foil cutter. And later this year, early next year, we're going to have a laser attachment for it, which, uh, which is pretty exciting. So this week, I, I wanted to talk about our drag knife and drag knives in general. Now, one of the nice things about a drag knife is that you know, you're, you're spending all your time with your CNC machine and you're making really cool things. And then it gets down to where the, the part is finished. And maybe you want to put a company logo or you want to have uh, lettering that goes on it or some kind of graphic design to finish it up. With, uh, with a drag knife on a StepCraft system, it's perfect for turning your CNC into a vinyl cutter. And that's done pretty easily. Uh, you can get vinyl in sheets or, or on a roll. There's, there's hundreds of suppliers online uh, for sign shops. You can, you can search for you know, vinyl supplier, roll vinyl, sheet vinyl. And what you do is, is you lay the vinyl down on the bed of the machine. And this is assuming that you're using the stock white formica bed. You're, you don't want to be using a T-slot table because you'll have the ridges in it and the drag knife needs a flat surface to, to move against. So if you do have a T-slot table, just remove the two bolts in the front, slide it out, slide back your stock table and you're good to go. Now with a drag knife and you're, and you're using vinyl, it's pretty important that the vinyl lays flat. Uh, however, it, it, you know, sometimes because it's on a roll, it's going to have a slight buckle to it. What I usually do is just, uh, use some like blue painters tape 
tape one end down, stretch it out, tape the other end down, and that's fine. I mean, you don't really need a vacuum table or you don't have to do um, rows of like carpet tape or anything like that to hold it down. Just just uh, adhering it from the front and back is usually more than fine. Now, you have to turn it, come up with something to actually cut. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Vector Cut 2D. Uh, however, you you could use a regular drawing program like Inkscape or Adobe Illustrator, CorelDRAW, and you take your design and you're working in two dimensions because we're not actually going to use the Z height on a drag knife other than lifting the blade up to moving it to a new spot to cut and then lowering it back down. So you're, you're only working in two dimensions when you're using a drag knife. So if all I wanted to do was make a basic shape or lettering or something like that, I, I would just do it all within Cut 2D. I, I would open it up. I would lay out my letters, lay out my workspace, and draw whatever I want or write the uh, write the words out, size it appropriately. And then I would create a toolpath in Cut 2D for the drag knife. And basically, it's it's pretty simple. You're just going to pick uh, a random tool. I rename it to drag knife. Uh, I'm going to set the speed and I'm going to set the depth per pass to, you know, one millimeter. It's, it's really not going to make too much of a difference. However, the drag knife for the Stepcraft machine is spring loaded. And what's nice about that is it puts an even pressure on the blade and it has the ability to float a little bit if there is some unevenness in the workbed surface. So when we set up the drag knife before you start a job, you're actually going to set your Z height. So you're going to lower the Z until the blade touches the material. And then you're going to lower the Z probably a millimeter and a half more so that you can see the, the tip compress. And then you're going to zero your Z there. And your retraction on the Z for movements, I think, is set to around 20 millimeters by default. You can certainly lower that. You just have to make sure that it's when it moves, it's to a new spot that the blade comes up off the material. Now, you have to set up the blade, uh, and that's I usually do that before I even mount the uh, the drag knife into the the Stepcraft machine. Uh, what I do is. The, there's a knob on the top that you can adjust that will bring the blade out of the holder. And I will adjust it so it's just sticking out a little. I'll take a scrap piece of vinyl. I'll hold the blade perpendicular to the table and put a little pressure on it so that the tip retracts a little with the spring mechanism. And I just drag it across the vinyl and I see what happens. Now what you're looking for is you want the blade deep enough to cut through the vinyl and make a little impression in the paper below it, but you don't want to cut completely through the uh, bottom paper. So you, it usually will take a couple tries to get it just right. And once I've got it set by hand, I then I mount the drag knife into the machine. I will do one small test pass once it's in the machine just to make sure everything is, is fine, and then you're good to go. Now, if you draw something in another program like Corel or Inkscape or... Uh, Illustrator, you're going to import that file into Cut2D. And then from there, it's going to turn it into a series of vector outlines. So you're going to click on all of the outlines 
and you're going to go into create a tool path, you're going to want to create a profile tool path. And instead of, you have three options, you can cut inside, outside, or on the line. So with a drag knife, you always want to cut on the line. Once you've created your tool path, you're simply going to save the uh, file. Uh, if it's on a Stepcraft machine, you're going to use a Mach 2 slash 3 millimeter post processor. And you're going to send that file over to UCCNC and you're going to run the machine. Now, I usually set the starting position in the lower left um, for most milling jobs and specifically for drag knife work. I don't have too many reasons why I would want to set the zero point to the center of the vinyl sheet unless I'm using a scrap piece. Maybe I've got a piece of vinyl that I just need to make a small logo on and it was cut out so it's not rectangular or square. It doesn't have a lower corner. Sometimes in that I'll select the center and then basically I just eyeball it and I when I zero off my drag knife, I move it to the center of the of the piece and then I know that my design is going to cut from that point. So it really just depends. If you're using some scrap pieces with oblong shapes and stuff, center might be easier. If you're using a brand new sheet, lower left corner works just as well. Now, once you start cutting, it's basically it runs on its own. I mean, there's nothing to watch. You don't have any dust. You don't. I, I usually will just keep a close eye on it to make sure that it's not buckling. Uh, sometimes if you have a really, really tight inside radius, then depending on the grade of vinyl you're using, the, it could pull up a corner and it'll stick to the bottom of the knife. So you want to try to catch that. Uh, the, the rule of thumb is, you know, try not to have inside corners that are any sharper than, you know, half a millimeter or so. And then, you know, you're, you're pretty much good to go and let it run. And when you're done, then you start the process, what they call uh, weeding. And what you're going to do <clears throat> is you're going to take a, like a exacto blade or, or a pair of tweezers and you're going to pull out all of the waste material. So like for instance, on a, a letter O, the inside of the letter, you're going to want to peel that out because ultimately when you're done, you want to peel the outside perimeter away and you want to peel away all the inside waste material from the letters. So what you're left with is your final design. That actually brings me to another point. I always design a square or a rectangle around any drag knife operation and I actually create a toolpath for it or I include it in the drag knife toolpath. So that way there when you're done, if, if you've got a sheet that's 18 inches wide by 30 inches long and you're only going to use you know, four inches of height, you want to be able to cut a rectangle around your design. So when you peel away the outside waste material, you're not peeling away the entire sheet. It's it's going to cut out just what you used. Then, then what you do with a uh, vinyl is you'll take a masking tape. You could use two-inch blue painter's tape. Uh, they actually make special masking tape specifically for vinyl sign applications, and it comes in wider widths. But say you're just making a small logo that's you know two inches high, piece of blue painter's tape, place it over the vinyl that you cut once it's all weeded out, and then press it down. And as you peel it back, I usually peel back pretty sharply and at an angle. And when you do that, the graphics are going to stick to the tape 
and now you've got it so you can transfer it to your part or whatever it is. So to apply it, your you first thing you should do is clean the surface because you, you don't want to have any oil residue or anything like that. Then you, you, I usually start from the center. I position it where I want. I use my thumbs and I press down the vinyl and I work my way out. And then once you've got it adhered, you can peel back the blue painter's tape and the vinyl will actually stick to whatever it is that you're attaching it to. So, you know, you can go out and you can buy a vinyl cutter that's dedicated specifically to that. And even a really cheap one is probably going to run you four or $500 and you're going to be limited as far as width and, and size. Uh, some of the larger ones, they use continuous rolls, you know, start at a thousand dollars and go up from there. A really good one like a Roland could run you twenty five hundred or more. So, the ability—if you're not—I uh, mean, obviously, if you're a vinyl sign shop and that's the majority of what you do, you probably want to have a purpose-built machine just for that. But if you're a hobbyist or uh, even if you're a sign maker that you're using a CNC for making wood signs or plastic signs, and occasionally you've got vinyl that you have to do, it's really nice to know that for one hundred twenty-nine bucks, you can just pop in a a drag knife and convert your stepcraft machine into a fully functional vinyl cutter. Now, in addition to that, that's just vinyl. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. There's, there's a huge industry, a billion dollar industry for scrapbooking. And the other day I was at Michael's craft store and I was walking around and I couldn't believe how much real estate is dedicated to scrapbooking. It's, it's unbelievable. And you walk down the aisle and they have every little embellishment and different, you know, things that are cut out, you can, you can get letters and words and, uh, it, it was amazing. And these things aren't cheap either. There's one section of the aisle that has these die cutters and they're, they're like 14 to $18 a piece. And it's one cutter that you put a piece of paper in and you press it and it cuts out a star. So, but that's just one design for that particular die. With a stepcraft system, you now have the ability to take anything you want, draw, design, anything you want at all, put the drag knife in, and you can load in different craft paper, construction paper, vellum, all, all these different materials that you'll see in the scrapbooking section. They're usually in bins, and there's hundreds of different types of paper. And as long as you set the drag knife so that the blade cuts through the material, you're, you're good to go. So if you want to cut that star out that somebody paid $14 for a purpose-built punch, you just simply draw a star in your favorite drawing program, bring it in a cut 2D, select the outline, tell it to cut as a drag knife, and once you zero it off where you're going to start, you, you let it go, and in two seconds you have a, a little star cut out. So, you know, the CNC machine typically, you know, it's always in the guy's workshop, and you know, out in the garage or in the basement or, you know, wh wherever your shop is. And it's set to make sawdust all the time. One of the unique things with a Stepcraft is you know, we really market it as a family system. And, you know, you can easily have your kids use it for projects and crafts and school projects. Uh, your wife or girlfriend, if she's into scrapbooking, uh, you, you now have a machine that she can use at the ready simply by you know taking your spindle off, dropping in a drag knife and loading it with some paper and now you have a, a fully functional crafting scrapbooking machine. So 
you know, guys, <laughs> this is for you guys out there. If you're, you know, trying to get your wife to, you know, okay the purchase of a couple thousand dollar system, a CNC system, you know, definitely have her listen to this podcast because uh, the ability to to use it for those applications is uh, is is priceless. I mean, you could go out and again, and you could buy a purpose built machine like a Cricut or you know one of these other. Roland I think has a small machine for specifically for the scrapbooking market, but you're looking at five six hundred dollars for a good machine. Where $129 drag knife blade pop it in the machine, you have the same exact uh, you know flexibility, and then some. Now, there is another drag knife blade that we've been playing with here. It's uh, from a company called Donic Tools, and one of the limitations of the Stepcraft blade is is we we have a minimum height for the material that we could use, and it's roughly half a millimeter or so. So most construction paper and things like that, it's going to work perfectly fine for vinyls. Uh, you know, flat sheet stock is is good. But we have some customers that want to cut out like uh, Dollar Tree foam board and make uh, model airplanes, or they want to cut out cardboard to make signs. Or uh, I even want one customer that wants to cut custom boxes. Uh, he wants to just take uh, scrap cardboard. And be able to cut out his own box that he can fold up to put things that he makes inside of them. So when you get into something that thick, you have to have a, a, a drag knife that's purpose built for that. And Donic Systems actually has a drag knife that works on a ball bearing swivel and it uses uh, utility knife blades, which you can buy anywhere. And we've been playing with it. We've had some decent success with it so far. We're, we're still working on trying to get the settings correct for the machine. Uh, it's not spring-loaded, so it's very important that you set your material thickness correctly and that you zero out your bed because if you don't have the blade cutting all the way through, then you really lost the whole point of a drag knife. It, all you're doing at that point is scoring. So I usually will put a piece of uh, spoil material down you could use a thin piece of plywood. That works okay. Um, felt works good. Uh, just something so that you can pass the blade through, but you don't want to scratch up the, the white Formica bed. Or if you have a, a metal vacuum table down, you don't you don't want to score up the, uh, the table with the blade. And you'll also quickly dull the blade in, in that process. So using their drag knife it's a little bit more involved you have to set a pivot point uh height and a re, um your retraction your offset for your blade they give you some of these numbers to use but we found that we've had to adjust them quite a bit to get it to work properly but when it does work you can now load a piece of cardboard dollar tree foam board whatever you want in there and take your design exactly the same way as the other drag knife put it in the machine and now what it'll do is, is it'll cut out, you know, all the way through that material. And it's pretty interesting because when you look at a video of the Donic drag knife working, it looks like the blade is is controlled by a servo motor because you'll see it pivot and change direction with authority. And when you look at that, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, where'd they get a spindle that had, you know, a servo drive? That's got to be expensive. And the tool, the Donic drag knife is around 249 and they say that it'll fit in any spindle and they have two different sizes, a half inch shank and a quarter inch shank. So I got a quarter inch shank version 
and I mounted it inside the HF 500 spindle. And I was amazed at how solid it is. I mean, it's, there's, it's a really rigid system. Now the rigidity, it, you need it because what happens is in order for it to change direction, it happens so fast that it looks like it's servo driven, but what the blade itself is offset from the vertical center, a tiny bit. And when it's time for you to change direction of the blade, what happens is the CNC lifts the Z-axis up, but it still leaves the point of the blade touching the material. And then there's a, a Vectric has a, uh, a special uh, gadget for drag knife toolpath. And what it does is it calculates a swivel or a pivot movement. So as long as the tip of the blade is in the material, the X and Y kind of move in a half circle and that causes the blade to pivot around and then it lowers the Z back into the material and it keeps cutting along that direction. It's it's really neat when you think about it. It's a very simple solution. Uh, it, it does work well. It's just, you, you know, there's a few things you have to figure out. Once you know the settings that work perfectly for your offset and your uh, you know, get your thickness of your material dialed in and you get your Z set up so that you're cutting all the way through the material. It's it's it works really efficiently. Uh, you won't get as fine detail cuts with this as you would with our drag knife because the drag knife we use is a very very tiny blade which lets you do a lot more intricate work. But if you're looking to cut thicker material or you're looking to cut um, things like leather or uh, you know vinyl like uh, material vinyl, not not vinyl uh, plastic vinyl for lettering, but you know actual material. You can use it for that. The The other issue you run into when you're using their drag knife is that it's extremely important that the material be perfectly flat. So where I said before, if you had a piece of sheet vinyl and it's got a little bubble in it, it's our drag knife, it's not going to really matter because it's spring loaded. And so when you move the blade over to a new spot and you push it down, it pushes the vinyl down and it does its job. With the Donix system, because it's required that the tip still be in the material, if there's any fluctuation on the top of the material, you could you run the risk that the tip goes in too much, in which case when it does a pivot move, it'll almost make like a little hole or a V-groove indentation. Or if it's a groove the other way, then the tip won't be in the material enough, and then it won't do the pivot. And if it doesn't pivot to the direction that the blade's supposed to go for the next movement, then what will end up happening is the tip will hit the material and just drag it and it will tear it. So it's recommended to use a vacuum table or I we've actually used a two-inch carpet tape and placed a few strips down on the bed and laid the material on top of that and then cut out. And that works well too. So you know, if you have a, a, a vac, I see a lot of guys online that are making vacuum tables out of MDF, um, and that seems to work really well. In fact, on the Donic website, when you watch their videos, they're cutting into a vacuum table that was construction constructed out of MDF, and it and it seems to work really, really well. So we're going to continue playing with that a little bit more here, and maybe make a video or two showing some different thickness materials that we can cut with it, but. The, the drag knife option between the Stepcraft 1 and the Donic gives you – opens up a whole new world for a CNC machine. And I think that that's, that's pretty important because, you know, when you 
when you're just a hobbyist or it, this machine, maybe you're starting up a business, it's really nice to know that you've got one machine that can do the job very well of many different machines. So instead of going out and buying a vinyl cutter and buying a pen plotter and, and an engraving machine and a, and, a, and a CNC mill and a 3D printer, you can buy one Stepcraft system and buy only the attachments that you need to get the job done for your particular application. So I think that's that's pretty key. Uh, I know that we are installing machines in quite a few schools that, that love the, the drag knife attachment, specifically for like art departments and, uh, you know, CAD departments and uh, in, in the elementary schools, you know, their, their arts and crafts, they, they love it for that. Uh, the way the blade is set up to on a Stepcraft drag knife, it's once it, the machine is cutting, the blade is shielded by a plastic tip. So it's it's a pretty safe system. I mean, I don't recommend you putting your hands near there anyway, but uh, it's not like you have a huge blade exposed that somebody can get cut. And it, it just makes a lot of sense, especially for, uh, you know, school applications and things like that. So it, it's something we're thinking about if you're looking to buy a CNC machine, whether you go with a Stepcraft or somebody else's, you know, keep in mind not just your immediate application, but keep in mind future applications as well. Uh, last thing you want to do is invest, you know, thousand to five thousand dollars on a machine, and then you know turn around three months from now and say, "Geez, I, I wish it could do this." Now I need to cut vinyl, so you got to go out and spend another thousand dollars on a vinyl cutter. Uh, you know, in today's world, you know, we're always looking to save some money and stretch a dollar as as best we can. And the nice thing about our machine is that it's not a CNC machine that does an okay job at cutting vinyl or does an okay job as a pen plotter. It's a CNC machine that does an amazing job at those other applications. So we, we don't just have attachments that you put on the machine that do okay. They, they work just as a purpose-built machine would. So that's something to really be aware of. Uh, you know, for... A hundred to two hundred dollar attachment, you've got uh, an entirely new machine, which which is pretty exciting. So, anyway, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about drag knives this episode, and uh, next week we'll I don't know I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll we'll figure it out. Every day I got new phone calls coming in, and they generate a lot of ideas. Uh, I, I really want to talk about fixturing and hold downs and things like that. So I think that's what we'll do in the next uh, next episode. But again, if you can get to iTunes and rate this podcast, I really appreciate it. And in the meantime, if you have any questions at all or anything you'd love to hear me kind of talk about more in detail, please go to youcreatepodcast.com and leave a comment. The show notes for this episode will be youcreatepodcast.com forward slash 007. So I hope you guys have a great week and I look forward to talking to you very, very soon. 